0: Today's episode is full of tips and wild, wild things that you've probably never associated before with how you can assess your body and know if it's giving you the right stability and the right mobility in certain joints so that you can be a strong, fast, injury-free runner forever, you guys. So let's dive on in, break it down, and build it up together. Welcome everyone to Run Girl Radio. I'm Holly Dickinson, founder of Excel Strength and Conditioning, where we coach and empower female runners just like you across the world, making you faster, more knowledgeable, and set for a lifetime of injury-free running. Each week, I will be bringing you impactful information, creative solutions, and juicy running tips to get you one stride closer to your highest running self. Knowing that when curious and strong women are equipped with on-topic information and innovative solutions, there is no stopping us. Consider me your personal running coach in your back pocket. So join me and get ready to bust down some barriers, laugh at some running real talk, and get excited and energized as we have some fun finding our way together through this wonderful world of running. Welcome back, everybody. Run Girl on your radio. And today we are going to dive into, yes, you know it, the joint by joint approach um, and dive into exactly what it means what does mobility actually entail and what's the true definition of it and some real life examples too and um, how it pertains to your joints and your body also the same thing regarding stability because it's not being rigid and stiff and, and that's what a lot of us um, pair that true definition of world definition of stability but regarding our joints and our body and our ability to withstand certain things Um, we're going to go through what The joint by joint approach looks like for you, your whole body, you can literally go from your hands all the way down your spine, through all the joints to your feet and know exactly which one needs to be stable and which one needs to be mobile, which is gonna be huge for you, um, especially as runners, and then we'll dive into exactly what that means for most runners and how best to apply it. Because it's not necessarily just knowing the thing, it's how do we pair it together with what you're doing the most. Sound good? Awesome. From there, I'll give you some break it down, build it up step by steps um, that will get you into understanding where your baseline is and know exactly what to do from start to finish so that you feel confident in knowing when you don't feel stable and don't feel mobile in certain areas, maybe what the cause is or at least to know that there is a correlation with the cause of this joint by joint approach too. Brilliant. Sound good? Let's dive in. Okay, so my question to you, what the heck is mobility? (laughs) Um, It's something I talk about a lot on our Instagram page and educate a lot on, um, but mobility is how far you can move a joint under your own body's control without external influence. Let me say that again. It's how far you can move a joint under your own body's control without external influence. So a classic example of this is know do you squat better with just in the air just with your body weight or actually does it help having a weight to get down into that position and, and get you kind of feeling really secure in the movement and we could probably argue that you know your air squat if it tests better then you have better mobility than a loaded squat now that's that's kind of a weird example but basically mobility is how far you can move a joint with control. So say also, another example, if you're laying on your back and you keep both legs bolt straight out ahead of you and you raise one foot as high as you can, one leg as high as you can off the ground, this is testing the hamstring, that muscle in the back of your upper leg. Now, if you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm not quite reaching 90 degrees, but then if you were to grab the back of your leg and pull just a little further, if you had more range, then we know you have maybe good flexibility or maybe not quite great. We should be getting past 90 degrees, ideally, for that joint's range of motion and for the hamstrings. But that in that end range, the fact that we can get from active raise to even further, then that means actually we can gain more mobility by gaining strength in that end range of the motion. And we can be so much stronger and prevent injuries. Because usually that little end range of motion where we can actively lift it versus where we can push that movement to, that is where most of us get injured, especially in contact sports. Um, And so that's where we need to strengthen, and strengthen mobility. We need to have that control without external influence or without that hand pulling that leg up. Now let's talk about stability. Stability is commonly thought of being, like I mentioned before, rigid and stiff. And that's that's not typically right in this case. Joint stability is defined as the ability to maintain or control joint movement and positions, okay? So stability is the ability to maintain or control joint movement and positions, okay? It's also called like motor control or simply stated as how you control that movement that you want out of that joint and that area of the body. Instability occurs when the tissues, ligaments, and muscles that are surrounding that joint um, if they're weak or not even involved, undertrained, torn, overstretched sometimes, um, or just stressed um, otherwise. So, if you have an unstable joint, it can cause a healthy range of motion within that joint and unhealthy pattern or tracking and use of that joint. So, we end up overusing a joint in the wrong way that it was designed for our body to use it. And with time, with repetition, with us as runners, with overuse to that area, if we're always pounding the pavement or those trails, it can lead to joint fracturing, dislocations or other crazy injuries um, to the joint itself um, or joints further up or further down the chain, which we'll dive into in a bit. So stability is improved through teaching muscles and the joints around, or sorry, the um, the muscles and ligaments and everything that are around that joint to contract when it's needed. And by improving strength, we improve stability, okay? And that would be strength through full range of motion um, and really practicing motor control patterns. So a lot of different things. You're probably like, what does that mean? <laughs> but let's kind of dive into then what the joint by joint approach even is, okay? So the joint by joint approach was actually created and developed by strength and conditioning coach Mike Boyle and physical therapist Gray Cook. Now actually it's kind of wild because Gray Cook, I mean both of these um, men have been foundational on all the education that we learned through the kinesiology degree and through NSCA CSCS um, and more deeper training on strength and conditioning. Uh, But Gray Cook is basically he's a practicing physical therapist He's also an orthopedics certified specialist and a certified strength and conditioning coach um, and kettlebell instructor as well. He's actually the founder of the Functional Movement System, which is what we use in our um, intake assessment of all of our runners. We use a piece of his training tool as well. But the Functional Movement Systems is a company that promotes the concept of movement pattern screening and assessment. Um, so brilliant on that front. Now that's great, Cook. Now, Michael Boyle, another legend, <laughs> he's one of the foremost experts in the field of strength and conditioning and functional training and in general fitness as well. Um, so definitely two that you would wanna check out if you're curious on more strength and conditioning and want to know and dive, dive deeper into that work as well, but they developed and created this method, the joint by joint approach, um, that allows us to take a zoom out and zoom in at the body. So it's a framework that tells us generally if a joint needs to be stable or mobile. okay? Kind of like what we talked about earlier, what the joint is responsible for doing, (laughs) what its main job should be. So here we go, we're gonna go from the ground up. Are you ready? So the foot, and let me just tell you, Let's pause. Each of the joints alternates. It alternates its purpose. If it's stable or mobile. So we're gonna flip flop between each joint from all the way, all the way from the ground up. So, okay, the foot, it needs to be stable. The ankle needs to be nice and mobile. The joint above is the knee, that needs to be stable. The joint above is the hip, it needs to be mobile. The lumbar spine, so the lowest part of our low back, needs to be stable. The thoracic spine or mid back needs to be mobile. The cervical spine or the neck needs to be stable. The scapula thoracic joint, basically the shoulder blade on the rib cages, needs to be stable. And the shoulder joint itself needs to be mobile traveling down the arm the elbow needs to be stable and the wrist needs to be mobile and then lastly the hands the hands need to be stable brilliant so when we look at runners what do we tend to see as the biggest challenges as runners i'm talking like injury and physical challenge Um, not just running those long distances and those hard races but the most common pattern of movement and dysfunction we see in runners and athletes is in general is poor movement and the lack of stability and mobility and motor control that results in repetitive motion that we do, resulting in that comes injury and joint pain and syndromes. And normally you see that in the foot, the lower leg, the knee and the low back, okay? And that can be injuries, syndromes, challenges, there's, there's a bunch that do crop up from runners and especially as we start into running or if our volume changes a lot, um, those are things that we typically see. Um, but from the sport itself, and the nature of running, that's usually what we see. Now, this is, this is wild, you guys. When we exercise and do workouts and that don't respect the joint-by-joint approach, we encounter some crazy things. <laughs> um, or much like if we don't even work out and don't challenge our body, we start to see wild things happen. Um, if we are at a certain baseline that doesn't follow that joint-by-joint approach, if we have joints that are acting as highly mobile joints, when really they should be stable joints, then we usually see some terrible things come up further up and further down the chain, okay? So for example, if we're, we're doing certain things and we are not following the joint by joint approach or our body is not moving in that way, we start seeing maybe highly mobile low backs that really should be stable or we get elbows that need to be stable but are being forced to be mobile due to a lack of mobility in the shoulder and the shoulders become are just more stiff in general, they don't have that mobility. We're asking more of that joint that's further down the chain. We get rota- rotator cuff problems because our scapular thoracic joint isn't stable. Like if we're holding a plank and our shoulder blades aren't doing what they should to be stable, we start getting problems in the shoulder at the rotator cuff. Um, they have to make up for it, right? It's the joint that is acting as more mobile that really should be stable. It's because of a lack of mobility, usually above or below that joint. So that joint in between or that joint right next to it is having to make up for it just so that we can cheat through the move so that we can still perform, so that we can still do that um, exercise or demand on our body. Our bodies are smart you guys they find the path of least resistance and that means that even if something isn't strong they're going to use a crazy amount of different muscles um, that maybe aren't good for us to get to that end position or to do that task or to do that job and this is a great time that i love to remind people that we should if we have certain things crop up like pain or discomfort or something that's really tender after we've done a very Regular run or workout, that um, we shouldn't be chasing and treating the area that's giving us that sensation or that symptom or that pain. Um, we tend to, as humans, feel for that area that is feeling that challenge and we try and fix that one area. But really, we need to figure out where it's stemming from and if there's mobility and strength that can precede that stability. Okay? And so we're gonna flow right into the next part. Okay, what comes first? What comes first? What do we need to challenge? What do, we need to, what do we need to do first? So when we're talking about how the body is challenged, stability comes before mobility in the body. The nervous system senses and responds to a relapse in or a lapse in stability by compensating and recruiting accessory muscles to help create more stability. So let me say that again. When we are asking our bodies to do something different, right, to jump over a puddle or do something wild, the response that the nervous system has first when we do that crazy move is, hey, screw stability, we have to compensate, we have to recruit accessory muscles, and we have to create more, um, to create more stability in that area that would have had stability. So we always have that stability come before mobility in the body due to the nervous system and the response that it, it has. So we will always kind of overcompensate and have other muscles jump in. That's where we get more complicated roots and patterns happen that we have to unfold and then build from the ground up. So stability becomes before mobility when we are reacting to something, but mobility becomes comes before stability when we are building you up from the ground. So when you're actually creating a training plan or, a, or thinking about, okay, I need, I need to get more mobile and I know I need to get more stable in some of my joints, you know, maybe my knees really hurt and I know that, you know, my hips aren't very strong, my glute meats aren't very strong, and if I do some of those moves, oh, I'm really tired. So maybe that's the, the source of the knee challenges that's going on further down in the chain, in the joint by joint approach. Have you ever baked a cake but left out an ingredient? <laughs> right? How, how did the cake turn out? So physical medicine is kind of no different. Um, we need to implement all ingredients at the right time to get the optimal results. And for most people, most athletes that we see, um, the pain is not the result of a single accident or incident, um, unless it unless it truly was, unless you did jump off a curb wrong and you rolled your ankle, that's, that's the world happening at your body. But if it's a repetitive movement and you know, you hadn't been in a car accident that was the cause of the reason that you were in to an appointment, having to have um, your joints assessed and um, things feeling like they're out of whack, then it's usually the result of a process of several things that's coming to a point where you're perceiving the pain, right, it's because of several years of the fact that you haven't strength trained, now you're starting to feel your knees are doing something funky and things aren't tracking properly, now we need to kind of dive into it so after your pain is reduced and your mobility is improved, that is the appropriate time to begin exercise to strengthen the muscles and improve motor control, okay? So we need to be able to begin with the mobility and then add the stability. So the mobility must become come before stability. And I, I know I used the example there of if you're in pain, you know, um, if you're, even if you're not in pain, even if you have some areas that are compensating, um, there is that importance to do the mobility before you throw on the motor control patterns afterwards to create that stability of what you've just gained from the mobility um, to, to get to your highest running potential, you guys, because that's what we're trying to do here. So you've got to break it down. Like I say, you've got to break it down before we build it up. And even with some of our most advanced ultra runners, we have to pare it right down to to the basics and we have to get that mobility under control and then we have to build it up, okay? However, these lists, like I said, are guidelines for the joints, but when dysfunction is there and it's present, you may need to add mobility to a joint that maybe typically needs stability or vice versa. So there are different cases and your practitioner or your um, physical therapist will go through that with you if you have a case. That just needs a little extra love and attention. But this is gonna to apply to most of you, okay? Unless you have been in a you know ankle roll situation on top of these patterns that you've never had checked to. Okay, so so let's go through some step ones and some step twos um, for how you can go through fixing this, implementing this, and changing this so that you are moving forwards with your injury-free running self, okay? Step number one. You got to get a movement assessment. <laughs> you got to know how your body's moving right now. You, you you need a baseline. You need to see and have a, a little clear sight through the lens of what's going on with your body now. And we're huge advocates for exercise testing. And actually we use Grey, Cook, Grey Cook's um, FMS testing in our runner's test battery. Um, and Grey Cook, like I mentioned before, he's one of the gentlemen that actually created this joint by joint approach um, theory and application. So it's a great way of quantifying movement, the FMS testing that we use, um, and it's also a great test to do again in the future. It's a test retest, and I'd love to video um, our athletes that start on with us as to how they're doing now, and then in the future we'd run it again. And yes, the numerical quantifying the movement is great to know their numbers and what their score is on the FMS, But to actually have the video footage side by side of that same movement months apart after we've done the mobility and then we've done the neuromuscular or the neuromuscular control and the motor control through stability, it's brilliant. So um, it's brilliant. And also through movement assessment, you will find out and you will get highlighted your imbalances. So yes, joint by joint, you might be challenged, but actually left to right, our body might be completely different on our right side of our body versus our left And it's great to get that clarity through movement assessment as to what you need to focus on first, okay? What's more important? And we shouldn't be doing maybe even repetitions of a a drill on one side to the other because maybe we need more love on one side. Um, So that's step one, get a movement assessment. Um, You can find people that will do running analysis too. That's something we do on our first intake as well for our runners um, to see how your body's moving. Because again, running is a repetitive motion and we need to see how our body's taking it but we also need to know that through basic strength movements actually how your body's moving too. brilliant step two include mobility early in your program so whether that's you haven't even started um, resistance training or strength training on the side of your running start adding in mobility okay to those joints that we were talking about that need mobility as a high um, forefront their importance okay so for mobility just as a reminder that would be the ankle the hips the t-spine so that's the middle of our back and our shoulder joint that needs to be mobile and our wrists but I mean how much do we involve our wrists in running it's not usually a huge huge problem and that spurs up but if you're a desk worker and you know use the mouse a lot in a weird position Maybe that's leading up the chain to the shoulder and all the way down. So you can never look too closely, right? You can never be too much um, of an analyst as to what our body is talking to us and how we're using it right now, okay? So definitely include mobility early in your training program. Even if you haven't started strength training, get mobility in, there's there's so much online. Um, we have a great online system right now where we are able to create Mobility drills for our clients, video based, and they have them in all of their warm up movements, um, prepping them for their strength training and on their days off. So, you know, movement in general on active rest days between your runs and between your hard strength training days is a great time to incorporate mobility. So, start to do mobility and then layer on some stability or motor control patterns after you've gone through a nice solid base we will actually be making a physical product this year that will help you with the mobility that you need to get so that you can have active rehab on your days off as a runner and i am so pumped to share it with you once it's created later this year it's going to be so fire and such a nice way to get off of our screens because we can look up mobility drills and we can have you know like i was just saying our digital uh, content for our clients is all video based, but sometimes it's nice just to disconnect and it's nice to just have a resource and a physical thing in our hands that we can use instead of a screen. So it's a nice creative way. I'm not gonna give too much away because I'm so pumped to share it with you when we do drop um, what it is that we're making. So I hope that from this episode, you now know what is needed of each joint in your body, whether that's stability and mobility and what those two things even mean as well as where you can start, where you can get a movement assessment, how you can do it. Again, throw me a DM. If you want a movement assessment done, I do them. I do them to clients all over the world. And we do them here locally in Victoria too. And step two, I hope that you know exactly how to implement that into your training. Again, if not, we're here to help. We have online digital coaching that helps hundreds of clients. So I hope that you drop into my DMs, ask me more questions, Tell me kind of what queries you have and how you are implementing this into your running battery of awesome resources and tools that will keep you injury-free for a whole lifetime of injury-free running. You guys rock. I hope you have an awesome week, and I'll talk to you next time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. (laughs)